good Monday morning. It is a beautiful day and welcome to the podcast, Insanity, A Peace of Mind. I'm your host, Stephanie. We are on episode 42 and this week I am going to talk about making small changes. I have spent the last 40 or so podcasts talking about what feel like big topics and feel like they may be full of overwhelming concepts and ideas that sometimes don't feel doable. Now, I try not to do that. And I try and make things accessible and easy to apply to just about anybody's life. But occasionally, we're all overwhelmed. Occasionally, we don't want to worry about our worry, or we know what kind of parent we are, and we don't know how to change. Or we have a list of things that we want to do to improve our relationships, and we're not getting any cooperation from the people we're in relationships with. And so things feel more heavy and less manageable than we would like them to. And so this week, we are going to talk about working on just a few things that can change your life when you really don't have the emotional or physical or mental capacity to do one more thing. Sundays, which are usually the days that I am recording this podcast, is big family day. And generally speaking, everybody comes over for dinner on Sunday. And this Sunday is no exception. And we had a big crowd getting ready for dinner. And I was asking about a podcast topic because while I had a bunch of ideas, there was really nothing that was grabbing me. And so as we were talking about a number of other things, the idea of just doing one thing that can improve your life without taking any extra effort on your part or my part came up as a potential topic. So we continued to explore it. And the idea was that it had to be something that literally required no extra effort of any kind whatsoever. So we bandied about a bunch of ideas and some were discarded because the decision was that they were too much work and others were kept. And the final word was that even with things you can do daily that require no extra effort, only have three or four. Because the idea of this week's podcast is to make sure that everybody leaves feeling like they can do one of these things to make their life a little bit better. 
A few weeks ago, when Christian and I were doing the podcast on resilience and kids, he mentioned that he thought there were three things that if you just did these three things, you could improve your life. One of them was drink water. The other one was serve. And the other one was reduce your screen time. Ironically, I have chosen two of those to include in this week's podcast. And I will get to those in a minute. First, I want to refer you to the book by James Clear called Atomic Habits. It is Atomic Habits, How Tiny Changes Create Remarkable Results, or something like that. The operative words there being tiny changes. So one day in the future, if you haven't read it yet, feel free to read or listen to Atomic Habits. It's a pretty good book. We read it for our family book gang, which includes my daughters and I and my daughters-in-law. And we all really enjoyed this book, and I think we all got something out of it. James Clear has an idea. It's not a new idea, but he certainly elaborates on it in the book, in that small changes are positive changes. And positive changes, no matter how small, make a big difference. But you have to be patient. And so it doesn't need to be an all or nothing proposition. You can make tiny changes to your behavior. And when you repeat those tiny changes over and over again, they become habits that can lead to bigger changes, but they don't need to. They can just stay tiny because even those small changes repeated over and over that become a habit will lead to big changes. So I hope that makes sense. Tiny things, big changes. Tiny things, good habits can be bigger changes. It's all in how it plays out in your life. So this week, let's talk about a few things that require almost no effort that can have a big impact. I've chosen five. And the way I will lay this out is I will tell you what the thing is. I will tell you why it's good for you or why the lack of it is bad for you. And then I will give you a handful of ways to incorporate it. The idea is to choose one of the handful of ways. You don't need to take on all of them. The idea is to make this super easy. The first one is to move. Move your body. The effects of moving your body include increasing your chance of living longer. It improves your sleep. It reduces stress. The negative effects of being sedentary are increased cardiovascular disease. Uh, inactivity leads to increased feelings of anxiety and depression. Uh, you are likely to have higher blood pressure the more sedentary you are. So the human body is not meant to be sedentary. 
It's not meant to be scrunched or hunched in a tree, in a chair, in a tree. (laughs) That's funny. In a chair day after day. We are designed to move. And there are ways to make movement easier. Maximize your daily movements. For example, when you drive to work and you're pulling into the parking lot or school or the grocery store, park in the parking place farthest away from the door, assuming it's daylight and safety is not an issue. That way you are walking a few extra steps. At work or school, use the bathroom farther away from your office. So you're adding extra steps. If you need to use a copier or refill your coffee cup, do all of these things at the farthest possible location. If stairs are an option, take the stairs, which is something you can also do at home. If you are at home and you are doing your daily chores, go up and down the stairs more frequently than you would need to. The second one in this movement is to move faster. So take all of those things and speed up your pace. Department of Health and Human Services defines moderate aerobic activity as anything that makes your heart beat faster. This means a lot of daily activities can make your heart beat faster. So Picking up the pace, even if you're just walking to your car, will help you burn more calories and strengthen your legs. So move a little faster. Another one is to use temptation bundling. Um, Now, this one is if you are a podcast listener or you do a lot of your reading or scripture studying or something like that on Audible or on... um, your devices, it makes sense that much of this is done in your car. And I understand that. But if there is, if there are other opportunities for this to take place, promise yourself that you can listen to that 15 minute podcast uh, while you walk around your house or while you clean the kitchen or while you run in place or exercise or get on the treadmill I'm making this one a little bit harder and I don't mean to. The idea is to reward yourself with something that you want to do by including activity with it. You can do the same thing watching television or Netflix. While you're watching, use the time to stretch or plank or walk around your house. The availability of streaming services while I hate it and think it's ridiculous, it does give you the opportunity to actually watch something while you're moving. Take advantage of that. Another one is to spend more time in nature. Go outside. Just walk three houses down your street. I don't care. Just do something. Go outside in the backyard with your dog and throw a Frisbee for five minutes. Anything. Again, you're doing two things. You're killing two birds with one stone by attending to an animal and getting outside and moving your body. So that's movement because it's good for you. And you only have to choose one of those. And if you want to, you may choose the absolute easiest one. I remember when I was pregnant with my last 
Getting up and down the stairs was so overwhelming. It just felt like everything was so much heavier and my whole body was so much more tired that I would pile things up at the bottom of the stairs or the top of the stairs and avoid any extra climbing that I had to do. Well, those days are gone. And so now my my best bet is to actually take every single thing up and down the stairs that needs to go in different trips. Not quite effective in terms of time, but certainly effective in terms of movement. The next one is to reduce your screen time. Too much screen time is not a good idea. It has been linked to obesity and depression, and it, let's see, it puts a huge strain on your eyes, and it results in headaches, neck pain, shoulder and back pain that make it difficult to sleep. It decreases the quality of sleep depending on when and how you use it. And studies show that adults indulge is as many in as many as 11 hours of screen time a day. 11 hours. True, many adults need screen time for their employment. And still, that is a frightening number. And even that is a horrible negative. So ways to limit your screen time. One is to keep track of it. And you can do this with the screens and the devices themselves. You can set your phones or your iPads or whatever it is you're using to cut down your um, usage on different categories. So your social media usage, your productivity apps, you can set these timers to shut them off at certain times. I personally turn my phone off at 10, I think, and it goes back on at 6.30 in the morning. I have contemplated toying with those numbers and fixing them. I know I have kids who turn their social media stuff off in the middle of the day in order to facilitate more intention and dedication to other activities. So that's one. Keep track of your screen time. You um, you can take back control of your screen time by checking how much time you're spending in front of the screen for something other than work and school. So these apps give you a breakdown of how you are using it. So at the end of every week, I think on Sunday, my phone kicks up a history of what I did and how I did it. And my average, I don't know if I should be ashamed to say this, but my average on my phone alone is about three hours a day. Another one, especially if you have to use screens and computers for work, is to take breaks. Stand up, stretch, move around. Sitting in your chair, uh, your back and neck get tired and kinked and achy. So getting up and moving around reduces muscle fatigue. This goes back to movement, but it's the same. Stand up when you're using it because you will be less comfortable and you will use it for shorter periods of time 
and the standing up is part of movement and it increases your functional movement, which is a good thing. Keep screens out of the bedroom. Avoid using any kind of backlit screen in the hour immediately before bedtime. The uh, light that gets emitted interrupts your quality of sleep. So if possible, keep all screens, including TVs, out of the bedroom. Aligned with this one is keep your phone out of arm's reach. So once you're ready for settling down, you should not be able to reach your phone. Again, not all of these, just choose one because all we're trying to do is find the one thing that you can do to make your life a little bit better. Next is take a breath and try and do this multiple times a day if you can. Deep breathing, the power of deep breathing. And I don't even mean deep breathing as in the traditional sense of yogic breathing or anything that heavy. I just mean a few times a day, take a half a minute or a minute and breathe deep and just inhale slowly and exhale slowly for 10 deep breaths. There is a lot of research. There are a ton of articles. There are hundreds of meditations that you can invest in, and I'm not suggesting any of those. Just take 30 seconds twice a day to deep breathe. And you can do it while you're driving. You can do it while you're walking to pick up your groceries. We don't walk to pick up our groceries. We sit in our cars to pick up our groceries, which means we don't even have to walk into the store. See? Problem. In any event, you can do it while you're waiting in line. You can do it while you're sitting in your car waiting to pick your kids up from school. It requires not one single extra minute out of your already busy day. You just have to do it while you're doing the things that you're doing. 10 deep breaths, deep, slow inhale, deep, slow exhale. It will improve your overall well-being. It's, let me find the reasons why breathing is so beneficial. The role of breathing in combating disease, cardio, cardiovascular diseases. Deep breathing can be effective in reducing high blood pressure and heart rate. Stress. There is empirical evidence based on both objective and subjective measures to show that deep breathing exercises improve psychological and physiological stress and by improves, reduces. Respiratory disease. Deep breathing can help in the treatment of asthma and tuberculosis, as well as contribute to cigarette withdrawal. Oh, nice. Any of you smokers out there? Okay. Again, just lots of really good things that come 
to pass if you can just add deep breathing to your day. And another one is drink water. Again, just fill up a cup a few more times in any given day and drink more water. The benefits of drinking water. Water helps your body keep a normal temperature. It helps lubricate and cushion the joints. It protects your spinal cord and other sensitive tissues, and it gets rid of waste through urination, perspiration, and bowel movements. Tips to drink more water. Carry a water bottle with you. Freeze some and take it so that you have ice cold water with you all day. Some people can't drink lukewarm water and they need ice water. You can do that too. Choose water over your sugary drinks. Or if you're like me, make sure that your sugary drinks do not take the place of your water. I am pretty good at getting down anywhere between two and three liters of water a day. And I still drink as much Diet Coke as always, which is not a brag or a good thing. My point is, if I can add water, you can add water. Drink water with your meals. Another super easy way to increase your water intake. Uh, you can add lime or lemon or cucumber or strawberries to just slightly increase the flavor of your water. And that's okay too. It's a good way to increase water intake. I'm going to just add along with water is to mindfully eat. Okay, they're not the same. But in an effort to slow the pace of life down, I don't know why I'm adding this one here, but it's a really good idea. So I'm going to. I mentioned, I don't know how or where, but one of the things that I am starting to do as part of a mindful practice is to eat mindfully, which is really hard. And it's not meant to make life more difficult, but each time you sit down to eat a meal, take 30 seconds before digging in and think about how many people or how many processes or how much work or energy or effort went into getting your food on your plate. So 30 seconds, you are already going to eat anyway. 30 seconds before you pick up your fork or your burger or your burrito or your spoon. Ponder where that food came from. That's kind of a mindful practice. Doesn't take much time doesn't take much effort. All right. I think I had one more, but since I added the mindful eating onto it, I think I will leave it at that. As the goal was to simplify 
and make everybody feel like there was one thing that they could do that would make their life better. And with that one thing, if you can make it a habit, and if you can be patient, there will be real and noticeable and positive results. Confucius said, the man who moves a mountain begins by carrying away small stones. While that may be true, this podcast is not about moving a mountain. I'm sure there's enough of that feeling in your life already. This podcast is about realizing that you can increase your overall well-being, mental, physical, spiritual, emotional, by just doing one tiny thing. If you want that tiny thing to be the stone that helps you move a mountain, then so be it. If not, a small stone is not nothing. So move whatever you want in whatever way you want and have a good week.